We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Yeah, welcome back, Wisconsin. A Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Tim Allen and company. And there is uh, Evan Heffelfinger. Sam Schmitz is here. I did find my list of... uh, uh, it's quite the morbid list, if you will, but it's uh, it's something that I wanted to get to uh, right around the New Year's, and I, and I think it's uh, worth honoring uh, those we have lost uh, in and around the sports world um, in 2020 or it within the last year. Uh, we'll get to that uh, coming up in just a little while. Uh, we will also uh, get to Chris Rabon of the Action Network. Looking forward to that conversation with a lot of NFL action going on over the weekend. And right now, uh, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers, who, uh, again, the the more I hear him speak, uh, I, I don't know, who, I think it was Chris Collinsworth on one of the broadcasts earlier this season that said it's the computer bank upstairs between the ears of Rodgers. That is just amazing. And And the more I hear Aaron Rodgers talk, and a lot of it is his experience. Uh, a lot of it is maturity as a, as a person. I mean, he is 37 years old. It is it is the wisdom built up, not only in, in football, but in life as well. And, and it seems like he's got a good grasp on, on, his, uh, on his life and, and football career for sure. And just the, the smarts uh, of Aaron Rodgers is amazing. Now, I, I do know this also on the other hand that he does rub people the wrong way in, in sort of some people perceive him as having a cocky attitude. And I look at it this way when it comes to that aspect of an NFL starting and franchise quarterback. I want that. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, I want the dude to think he's great. Wouldn't you? You're running, trying to win a Super Bowl? I mean, you don't want to have doubt in your mind. You don't want to have a lack of confidence. And you want to have that, you know, these days, I guess it's, it's, it's the swagger word. But, you know, some people call it uh, the, the cockiness of Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't necessarily perceive it that way. I just think it's, it's, uh, it's wisdom, knowledge, experience, and, and just talent, just straight-up talent. Seems like a good dude. Um. I'd like to have a few beers with him, just just to really, really get inside. But none of us are going to have that uh, opportunity for sure. But he spoke yesterday as we get a little bit closer to Packers playoff football. Yeah, there he is, Aaron Rodgers, speaking to the media and you guys yesterday. Welcome back, Bill Michaels Show. A little bit late for a break here. Speaking of break, breaking news, uh, some more good news for Green Bay Packers players, uh, namely four of them. We'll have that for you next. Tim Allen in today on the Bill Michaels Show. 
16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show, a Friday edition. Tim Allen in Wisconsin. Uh, I hope things are good. The weekend uh, upon us. And, you know, you start days. uh, It's always, well, I shouldn't say always, but it uh, most times is an indicator of when you get out of bed, how's your day going to (laughs) go? Does a light bulb go when you turn on the light? Does (laughs) you trip over things? And um, sometimes you have a clumsy day. Uh, Sam, this morning, I had, uh, I had burned myself on the, uh, grill last week. I, I'm a year round grill out guy. So, and I, I don't think that's unlike a lot of folks and, you know, just hardly anything better than grilling out, just grilling out steaks and burgers and whatever. Uh, I burned my, uh, the top of my finger, uh, pretty good. Not nothing horrible, but I burned the top of my finger, um, you know, last week or the week before, and it was blistering up and the whole deal. Well, this morning I accidentally hit it on like the corner of the dresser, and and it broke wide open. That it was within, I want to say, within a half hour of me getting getting out of bed this morning that's, around five. That's the worst when you like stub anything like on the corner of the coffee table or the you know. It's just the worst feeling in the world. That and like getting hit in the ankle with a razor scooter. Oh, there you go. That that should do it. Yes. And you know, blood was all over and um yeah, I didn't realize it at first, so you know, whoever I whoever I am uh cohabitating with here these days, uh they're not gonna like the blood just drips and splatters, uh, laying all over the place. But the day definitely improved. That's for sure. And some breaking news. We have breaking news on the Bill Michaels Show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Find out how far an extra mile really goes. Breaking news for Green Bay Packer players, four of them, uh, all pros announced today. And we've got four Green Bay Packers offensive players that are on it. Now, we'll get to the defense here in just a second, but the four offensive players, I think you you can probably list them with me. That would be Aaron Rodgers, the MVP this year for sure. That would be Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the game of football this year. Corey Lindsley, the center, and Bakhtiari. They are all first-team All-Pros this year, just announced breaking just a couple of minutes ago. Also uh, on defense, Sam... I think there might be some motivation here with a couple of snubs, one for sure in my book, and that would be Jair Alexander. However, competition tough. Ramsey is an absolute beast at corner. Is Alexander up there? Maybe. Maybe he is. He is getting – if he's not a shutdown corner, he's as close as you're going to be to a shutdown corner. So you have Alexander, you have Zadarius Smith, who now would you want or do you think he was deserving? Let's let's put it that way, Sam. No, for Zadarius, not so much. But I was just thinking, you know, along with Jair, if there was somebody who would have been eligible for a first-team All-Pro, who would have been the more likely? And Jair and Zadarius were the first two that really come to mind. But no, kind for of a, sure. if you're comparing his season last year with the Packers, definitely sort of a down year for Zadarius production-wise. 
Well, yeah, if in relation to last year, yes. I mean, last year he was manhandling the entire game. I mean, he was taking over football games. This year he's we've seen some of that. Um, but, no, I mean, it's still pretty damn good. Yeah, and it was, you know, long – more so the reason of because Rashawn Gary's been stepping up. So it's been a lot more split up in between those three with Preston, Rashawn Gary, and Zedarius. So it's not even really his fault. It's just his teammates are also stepping up to the plate. Yeah, who else? So Xavier Howard got it uh, in the AFC and, and Ramsey in the NFC at corner. And, I, you know, I mean, as, as, as good as we think Jair Alexander is, I mean, does he, does he rank with those guys? I, I think maybe just a tick behind. Uh, but there's a guy at corner, Alexander, I, I don't think I would let get away too, too soon. I mean, when you do have a uh, shutdown corner, for example, um, I'll give you an example here for Ramsey with, with L.A. Uh, they play the Seattle Seahawks twice a year. Now, the wideouts for Seattle, Tyler Lockett and D.K. Metcalf, and, and I, th- I believe D.K. Metcalf is going to be, uh, at some point in his career, uh, the best wide receiver in, in the game of football. That's the trajectory that I see DK Metcalf on. He still has some, you know, maturation to go through in his second year here. But uh, they faced him. Ramsey faced him twice, and and in any route that Ramsey was on Metcalf, uh, he was no catches. In fact, the uh, pass defense for the Rams against a, a pretty decent uh, passing offensive attack with Wilson Lockett and, and, and Metcalf. Uh, when Ramsey, well, just the, the defense in general, uh, has Metcalf shut down to two catches on 14 yards in one and three catches for like 40 yards in the other matchup. And they're going to match up again over the weekend. And we'll have some, uh, we'll have some action there because that, something's got to give there. The problem with that matchup right there is, um, you know, Jared Goff, is he going to play? Or is it going to be Wolford again for the – for the Rams, I, 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 that's that's too bad. Injury's part of the game, but again, uh, all pros announced. Uh, congratulations, Rogers, Adams, Bakhtiari, as uh, well as Lindsley, who did miss a couple of games in there. But uh, I was uh, mentioning it to Kevin Holden last hour about the offensive line, and these guys on the offensive line, I don't think they get enough credit. We'll, we'll talk to. Uh, uh, a couple of different guys, namely one, Mike Clemens, and, and get his thoughts on the offensive line, but also get his thoughts on the uh, the All Pros being announced here uh, as we move along. I also do uh, want to get to that list. Uh, this is a, a a rather disturbing list of uh, sports figures in and around the game, of uh, in and around their you know specific games that we have lost uh, in the past year. But I do want to acknowledge and honor that uh, in remembrance of these. And we need to add, uh, just a short time ago, Tommy Lasorda, a longtime Dodger Blue, um, has passed away here, uh, just announced at uh, 93 years old. So it's it's unfortunate, but I do want to get to that list. I also, uh, on the show, I never got a chance to really delve into it a little bit, we wanted to ask you guys, uh, both over social media and certainly uh, here on the air, if you wanted to participate, whether or not you would be offended uh, if the Milwaukee Brewers did not spend money this year because that's the way it looks. It does appear that these guys are not going to s- spend money. And 
to a degree, I don't blame them, but that's me. I mean, you guys are sitting there thinking that, you know, if if you believe in, in a philosophy that money equates to winning, which which a lot of times is true. In fact, most times it's true. There, there's avenues in to winning without spending a ton in, in payroll, but it certainly helps. I mean, I, just whether or not that would offend you if the brewers just flat out cut costs and continue to, you know, just a hatchet payroll, um, employees, uh, it's just, it's just a, a, really a, a flow of unfortunate incidences financially for the game of baseball and, and whether or not that would offend you. Or would you understand that the times are tough? These are tough times here for everybody. It's not excluding professional sports here. They're a business entity as well. I think they're a game first, but that's me. But they are still a business, and that holds a lot. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Chris Rabon, uh, senior editor, Action Network, will join us up next. Uh, there is some action going on. Super wild card weekend. He's going to give those that like to wager, those that like some action, got a lot of information for you up next about the NFL over the weekend. It's Tim in today on The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And welcome back, Wisconsin. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Tim Allen in for Bill today. It is a Friday edition. Thanks for listening. A big weekend of the NFL coming up, and this is uh, embarking on some new territory here. Super wild card weekend, and when you look at the lay of the land here, both Saturday and Sunday featuring three games, one each in each window, as we say, that noon window. I'm just you know generalizing here. Uh, Central time, the noon window, the 3 o'clock window, and then the night game. I love it. Same thing on Sunday, noon, 3, night. And uh, with the extra playoff game, or playoff team, if you will, it provides a new element of the NFL for sure. I, uh, I think the matchups are, are pretty interesting. And you could make the argument, in, in my book, all but one of the games I think is, uh, it, it poses some really interesting matchups. A, a good offense, and you'd say, well, that's going to do – very well in the game. And then you look at the defense. And, well, I don't know. Hold on. That's a pretty damn good defense. Let's get into all of that on the Schneider Orange Hotline as we welcome in Chris Raybon. He is uh, the senior editor of the Action Network. And, of course, Chris Raybon from the Action Network is brought to you by Bet America at Island Resort and Casino in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, the official sports book of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, on the web at islandresortandcasino.com. Chris Raybon, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. How's it going, Tim? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you you got it. Now, just first, your initial thoughts on on just the general setup here as uh, crazy times, and it's a crazy schedule, a little bit at least different. How do you how do you like the way they set this up on Super Wild Card Weekend, three and three Saturday and Sunday? I love it. I, I think you know six games. It seems like the uh, 
perfect amount of game to really, you know, be able to dig in, especially for somebody like me who, you know, all year long I'm kind of going, you know, balls to the wall, hand, trying to handicap every single game, you know, 16 games in a week. So I, I love this setup here, and I think it's really good for the NFL. And I, I think, you know, with everyone essentially relegated to their homes around the country, it's going to be a big, uh, big weekend for the NFL. So someone's got some action over the weekend here. Let's start out with the first of uh, the six games, and that is Buffalo and Indianapolis. And this is one of those games that I was just referring to that you say, wow, Buffalo and Josh Allen, they're amazing. And look at that offense, despite you know some, some marginal running back situations there for Buffalo. But, man, what an offense. And, and then you look across the football and you say, wow, Indy's defense under Frank Reich, they really, that's a top 10 defense. I don't know if you'll have a landslide for that offense. Your thoughts and some data on this game. Yeah, so uh, the more I dig into this game, uh, the more I really like Buffalo in this spot. Now, you know, Indianapolis has played pretty well all season long. And you know, as you mentioned, you do look at their defense and say, okay, that's their calling card, obviously. Uh, you know, the offense has been kind of touch and go. When they get a lead, they can, they can run Jonathan Taylor wild, but... Uh, Philip Rivers has really struggled in the second half uh, of games. His uh, yards per attempt is just 6.3 in the second half. He's dropped off a lot. So it's going to be important for them and that defense to not get behind. And you look at that defense over the second half of the season, uh, their DZOA is actually just league average. They're 16th against the pass, 18th against the run. Meanwhile, Buffalo's defense, you know, they got some, some, you know, Matt Milano back and, and guys getting healthier. They actually moved into the top 10. So Buffalo, in terms of, you know, schedule-adjusted defense here, uh, actually has the better unit over the second half of the season. And that, that's what really makes them scary because, you know, Indianapolis has kind of struggled a little bit uh, to close out the season. The Jacksonville game wasn't easy. You know, they collapsed in the second half against Pittsburgh. And I, I think it's going to be really tough. Uh, for Indianapolis if they get behind and they can't rely uh, on Jonathan Taylor quite as much because uh, that Buffalo defense and and Sean McDermott, just an excellent head coach, um, you know, it kind of matches up well with Frank Reich here. Usually the Colts have a coaching advantage. So uh, I I think Buffalo's in a good spot, and we're seeing uh, majority of the money and bets on Buffalo here, 60% uh, of the bets and 57% of the money on the Bills. Uh, a couple of other tidbits here on this game. T.Y. Hilton starting to put things together with Phillip Rivers. It came late, and obviously Jonathan Taylor just taken off. And we know all about JT here in Wisconsin. Uh, other side of the ball, you're right on that Buffalo D. I mean, they're not going to get an 84-yard punt return from Isaiah McKenzie every week, along with a pick six, but fully capable Buffalo's offense. The next game, the middle game on Saturday, is the Rams and the Seahawks, and this is the lowest total on the board over the weekend, and and I wonder if that Rams defense is good enough, Chris, to uh, to really give them a chance to win the game. I mean, I would stop wondering. I, the Rams defense is uh, legit. You know that this is, I would say, the best defense in the National Football League. I think the real question is, you know, what's the quarterback situation? At, you know, how healthy is Goff? You know, how how can they kind of operate here if they if they have to go away from him um because seattle you know let's not forget playing really good defense down the stretch uh jamal adams looks like he's in uh after there being some questions about him so you know this line right now 
Uh, it's at three, you know, key number, 58% of the bet tickets, 55% of the money on Seattle. So a slight majority here, but, um, you know, this should be a tight game. Uh, the, you know, Seattle's been at, giving up under 20 points per game uh, over the second half of the season. They're running a lot more on early downs. And, and then this Rams defense is legit and can keep them in any game uh, regardless of what's going on with their offense. Yeah, crazy uh, little tale of two seasons for the Seattle defense. They allow 29 points in the first half of the year, uh, right around 15 points the second half of the year. You're right. With Adams, they're coming on late. The night game on Saturday, here's one of those matchups again. You think Tom Brady and that Buccaneers offense with the weaponry that they've got here. And, uh, again, Mike Evans, a little bit of a game-time decision, but still enough weapons in that offense to get it done but then you look across the football field and you see the Washington football team's defense not just a slam dunk in this football game but what do you have on Tampa Washington so this is another one where you know same story in terms of the uh favorite getting the slight majority of bets and and money 59 percent of the bets 57 percent of the money on Tampa Bay here and uh, this could be an under game, I-, I think, as well. You look at the total, it's dropped two points from 46.5 to 44.5. 51% of the bets are on the over, but 85% of the money on the under. And you kind of hit on it, Sam. You know, it's not an easy matchup for Tampa Bay. The two things that they really struggled with this season, right? Top defenses and primetime games. <laughs> Both of those boxes are checked. But then on the other side, uh, I just uh, wrote an article about this. It'll be up at actionnetwork.com shortly. Uh, I have Alex Smith as by far uh, the worst rated quarterback uh, in this wild card round. He, you know, great comeback story. Not, you know, don't want to knock anything he's done, really inspiring. But, um, you know, on the football field, he's been a liability. You know, more interceptions than touchdowns. Can't scramble, can't move around. Um, throwing the ball just 5.1 yards on average beyond the line of scrimmage. So they they may need to go with, with Taylor Heineke and, you know, first-time postseason starters uh, against, you know, more experienced quarterbacks who are just 13 and 32 against the spread since 2002. So uh, it's, it's just a tough situation for Washington's offense. Now their defense is good enough to pull off a miracle, uh, but this is one where I would give a look at that total because, I think you're going to see a, a low-scoring game. Wild card unders since 2003, according to our Action Lab data. Uh, outdoors with a total of uh, you know uh, at least 40 are 38 and 14. So um, you know it's one of those things where uh, you know the, the scoring just tends to go down. Games get a little tighter, especially outdoors here uh, in, in this in the postseason. Chris Ravon from the Action Network, brought to you by Bet America at Island Resort and Casino in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, the official sports book of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network on the web at islandresortandcasino.com. We'll fly through the Sunday slate here. Let's do it. The first game, I'm looking forward to this one. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in to see Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and that offense in Tennessee. That's game one on Sunday. Yeah, and, you know, Tennessee, as bad as their defense has played, does have the capability to slow down uh, this red-hot Ravens offense. They've done it in the past. Even though their defense is 30th in past DVOA, they are number seven at defending the middle of the field, and that's how they uh, beat the Ravens last postseason and earlier this year. They made Jackson throw outside. Uh, He was very bad throwing to, you know, his wide receivers. Marquise Brown actually went catchless 
uh, in the first matchup. So we actually saw a, re- a reverse line move here because 78% of the money is on the Ravens, and yet this line moved from Ravens minus three and a half down to minus hmm. three, which means there is there are some sharp guys uh, on the Tennessee Titans as that three-point underdog. Saints and Bears and Sean Payton, Drew Brees have the playoff experience and it uh well the last three uh, appearances didn't turn out too well uh although the opponent is the bears the last seed in what do you have on the bears saints yeah drew Brees just two and seven against the spread in the playoffs in the superdome so you know uh, if anyone dares to bet chicago it, it is interesting but the the big money here is still on new orleans 58% of the bets, 88% of the money uh, on New Orleans. I also think this could be uh, a contrarian under game. The under has hit uh, in the Superdome in the playoffs the last three times. Both of these teams are bottom five in situation neutral pace. Uh, and the Bears, with Trubisky starting, haven't faced any defense ranked better than 14th uh, in past DVOA. Until now, they're facing New Orleans, who's top three. So, uh, you know, Trubisky had a little bit of a resurgence here, faced four of the bottom three defenses because he faced Detroit twice, once early in the year, one later, and then Houston and Jacksonville. So uh, this could be a rude awakening for that, that Bears offense, just as it kind of was even against you know the, the, the Packers, who are an average defensive unit uh, last week. And the final game on Sunday, final game of the Super Wild Card weekend, it's Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, a little bit of a up-and-down second half. What do you have? Browns and without Stefanski against the Steelers. Yeah, really tough spot. Uh, you know, I already mentioned, you know, quarterback starting for the first time in the postseason, you know, not going against another first-time quarterback. I've just performed awfully 13-32 uh, and 32 against the spread. Uh, so that's, that's the spot Baker Mayfield's in. Uh, you have the Stefanski issues. Uh, Mayfield also, you know, 33rd in passer rating under pressure. The Steelers get the most pressure uh, of any team in the league. Beat them 38-7 as three-point favorites in week six. So just a brutal matchup to try to go and beat them uh, for the second time in a row. 62% of the bets, 77% of the money on Pittsburgh, minus six. Well, I appreciate all that information. A lot of people are going to have a lot of action, uh, and you guys at the Action Network can provide, uh, well, a a heavy lean in one direction. I think that's what everyone is looking for. Chris, we appreciate the time, man. We'll talk again, okay? All right, thank you. Have a good weekend. All right, you got it. There he is, uh, Chris Ravon from the Action Network, brought to you by Bet America at Island Resort and Casino in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, the official sports book of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and on the web at islandresortandcasino.com. Still a lot to get to, about halfway there as uh, we continue a Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held some light workouts and team meetings. They'll have the weekend off. Mark Murphy announced 6,000 fans will be allowed into next weekend's divisional playoff game at Lambeau Field. They'll go on sale to select season ticket holders next Tuesday. The Atlanta 
Atlanta Falcons interviewed offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett for their head coaching job. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. I think he's earned it. He, he deserves a shot at it. I think he do a hell of a job. I think he's just everything that he's added, the value that he's brought here is it's hard to quantify that. And new nose tackle Damon Harrison was asked, how did he get the nickname Snacks? Okay, so legend has it. You know, I can, I can neither confirm nor deny this story, but uh, legend has it. I, I used to get caught with Rice Krispie treats in my sock for practice. And, uh, you know, the culture staff was, was always seeing me with something to eat in my hands. And that's the nickname Snacks. And I didn't like it at first, but you know, it grew on me. Once my mom started calling me snacks, it was, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. That's the Packers' Snacks Harrison in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens. Now, welcome back. It is the Bill Michael Show, a, well, a, a Friday edition as we embark on that NFL journey. And you just heard uh, a, a lot of information thrown at you about the uh, NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. And my head's spinning a little bit once, uh, once you get to too many numbers. Uh, we were talking about the all-pros that were announced today, and that was uh, Jair Alexander and Bakhtiari, Adams and Lindsley, and, of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now, the second team came out. Nobody on the defense made the first team. Second team, Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander did make that second team. Now, one could make the argument for Alexander, I guess, but maybe maybe the experience cost him there. Uh, but look for a long run. Uh, Pro Bowl appearances and all pros for Alexander, for all indications, uh, are that, I mean, he's, he's going to be a lockdown corner. Uh, Sam, you've you got a, a tweet in there that that really backs up Jair Alexander versus Ramsey in the NFC for the first team uh, All Pro at corner, and does it does it make sense to you? Yeah, no, I, I will say this: I do think both Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey are definitely deserving of first team All Pro. But Adam tweeted at us at twelve fifty AM. The fan he kind of gave us the you know, week-by-week week target basis for Jair Alexander versus whoever he covered. And I'll go through it quickly here because we've got about two minutes. But mm-hmm. week one, Adam Thielen, four catches on six targets, only 66 yards. Week two, he went against Marvin Jones, held him to only two receptions, 11 yards. Also had a pass breakup as well. Week three, he went against Emmanuel Sanders and the Saints, no catches on, on one target, no yards. Week four against Calvin Ridley and the Atlanta Falcons, zero catches on two targets for Calvin Ridley. Week six, Mike Evans, another no catches, no yards again. Will Fuller, week seven, no catches, no no yards as well. Week that's, eight. Those are studly numbers, I'm telling tell you. That's it pretty keeps damn on going, good. too. Week eight against uh, Justin Jefferson, only one catch for 12 yards. Week nine, Richie James, one catch, five yards. T.Y. Hilton, no catches. Allen Robinson was held to only three catches on 28 yards in week 12. Alshon Jeffrey, no catches as well. Week 14, Marvin Jones Jr. again, only one catch for five yards. Robbie Anderson, one one catch for six yards in week 15. And then lastly, A.J. Brown only held to one catch for 10 yards in week 16 and no catches for Allen Robinson in week 17. Wow, that that is pretty damn impressive. Thank you, Adam. Wow. Okay. Maybe you could make that, maybe you could make that argument. All right. We will uh, not argue next, but I will have something to say about uh, the lack of spending money, not just in Milwaukee, but around baseball. And then we'll hear from uh, Coach LaFleur coming up. Still a lot to get to here 
and also honoring those we have lost uh, in the past year and uh, make mention of that list of, gosh, around 40. We'll be back Friday edition of The Bill Michaels Show. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.